It's the First Amendment, broadband style. It's a safe, well-engineered, perfectly designed machine. TalkZone.com. Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. America's Constitution is enshrined as one of history's greatest documents. But one man thinks the Constitution needs an update. His thoughtful comments may surprise you. Whether you like Democrats or Republicans, there are some structural problems in the Constitution embedded in the language that ought to be looked at. And by the way, the founders wanted us to. Then, do you want to live or do you want to die? We'll talk with a medical doctor who says the secrets of staying alive are simple ones. If all Americans were doing these things according to instruction from their doctors, we could save more than 100,000 lives. Those two stories, and much more, are coming your way on this edition of InfoTrack. The program gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show. With information you should know, here's your host, Chris Whitting. Many Americans feel that the founding fathers of our country were really infallible, and the Constitution they created was a document for the ages, one that will go on forever. But one outspoken man believes the Constitution can and should be updated to better meet the needs of a modern America. Controversial? Well, don't decide until you hear what Larry Savato founder and director of the renowned Center for Politics at the University of Virginia, has to say. Larry, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you've written a book titled A More Perfect Constitution, 23 Dynamic Proposals to Reshape the Constitution and Make America a Fairer Country. You say this issue transcends party politics, but is part of the outgrowth of this a result of how unhappy most Americans are with what's going on in Washington these days? Yes, indeed. In fact, 70% or more of Americans believe the country is off on the wrong track. And unfortunately, that is the norm. If you look 40 years back and trace it forward, there are brief periods when people are happy. But increasingly, I think people understand that whether you like Democrats or whether you like Republicans and whoever's in charge, there are some structural problems in the Constitution embedded in the language that ought to be looked at. And by the way, if I can add, the founders wanted us to. Every single major founder, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, George Washington, George Mason, and all the rest, wanted us to revise and extend the Constitution at regular intervals based on our own experience in America. Well, I guess some people would feel it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Do we really need to change 23 things in the Constitution in order to fix the problems in Washington? The 23 don't touch some of the basic principles. The Bill of Rights is left exactly as it is. Separation of powers is a basic principle. The separate branches of government, all of this is left unchanged. But I think people will be surprised at how many archaic provisions there are in the Constitution. Recently, uh, the Chief Justice said something that I thought was very appropriate. Chief Justice Roberts said, everyone talks about the Constitution, but no one reads the Constitution, including law professors and judges. And unfortunately, that's true. Most Americans don't even know what's in the Constitution. They'll be surprised when they take a look. 
Let's jump into this because you have some proposals here that really cover the gamuts from Congress to the presidency, the Supreme Court, politics, constitutional convention. Why don't you just share with us a few of the key ones in your mind, uh, maybe touching on each one of these? Sure. I'm just going to start with politics. People realize that when the founders wrote the Constitution 220 years ago, we didn't have a mass democracy and they didn't create one. And they also had anti-political views. They didn't like political parties, although later they understood that we needed them. Some of the founders established our political party system. But that came long after the Constitution. Well, we don't have a politics article the way many countries do with their Constitution. We need one. And here's Exhibit A. Is anybody happy with this insane schedule of presidential primaries and caucuses? Have people thought why it is so insane? It's because there's no governing legal authority. The parties are partly in charge. The states are partly in charge. The federal government has no role in it. The people really have no role other than to show up and vote when they're told. The result of this insane schedule will be the longest presidential campaign in American history. I want to see a better system outlined in the Constitution, which would involve shortening the campaign season, keeping everything between April and November of election year, cutting off the permanent campaign by having a lottery on January 1st, the first day of the election year, picking the first primaries and caucuses, picking the first regions to hold primaries. Look, we can do these things and we can make the system better. Another good example of the need for political change is really in the Electoral College. I happen to support the Electoral College, but I don't support the current system, which is unrepresentative in lots of ways. I think we need to reform but keep the Electoral College. We need to mend it and not end it. Who would be making these changes? I think there's a fear that if our politicians start tinkering with the Constitution, they'll they'll really make a mess of it. Are right to be afraid of that, and that's why I've suggested that for the first time ever, we use the second method in the Constitution. It was actually the founders' preferred method because it doesn't involve Congress. It's the people acting through their states, 34 states petition Congress for a constitutional convention. The delegates, one per congressional district, elected by the people in their congressional districts, all 435 across America. The delegates meet for whatever months are necessary. And remember, this is a generation away. We're not talking about tomorrow or next year. We're talking about a generation from now after we thoroughly discussed and debated the issues. Now, what would happen once the convention met and made some decisions? They wouldn't be able to put that into effect. Instead, every change they recommended would go back to the states, and 38 states would have to ratify each change. So you see, there's virtually no chance, since only 13 states are needed to stop any change, that we would have changes coming from a Democratic direction or from a Republican direction or from a liberal direction or a conservative direction. These are going to be consensus changes that simply help us build a better mousetrap in America. Our guest on InfoTrack is Larry Sabato, who is author of A More Perfect Constitution, Larry is founder and director of the Center for Politics at the University of Virginia. Okay, we have a constitutional convention. How does that not become a them-against-us, Republicans and Democrats-type situation, as unfortunately so many other things have become in this country? There's one great way to do it, and fortunately there are precedents 
for this with constitutional conventions at the state level, and that would be making it mandatory that anyone elected was not serving in another public office. Most of the people who would be going to the constitutional convention representing the 435 districts would never have held public office, would not have been an office holder, not currently, not prior, and probably not in the future either. It's the people with the greatest stake in the system, those with who are elected officials, particularly those in Congress, who are most resistant to making even simple changes. The Congress has killed over 9,000 constitutional amendments in its history. We've only added 17 since the original Constitution and Bill of Rights were adopted. Now, I'm not going to say most of those 9,000 should have been passed. They shouldn't. But there were many good structural changes that never even got a hearing in the states because Congress feared that its power would be taken away by the changes. Interesting. You know, some of these proposals are things that many groups have been calling for. One of them, term limits in the House and Senate, giving the president a line-item veto. This is an interesting and probably controversial one. Allowing men or women not born in the U.S. to run for president or vice president if they've been a citizen for 20 years. Talk about that one a little bit. I'll be happy to. I'm glad you mentioned term limits. Don't forget about the balanced budget amendment. Some of these things are already supported strongly by large majorities of the people. It's Congress that won't go along because it's Congress that finds its prerogatives limited. This would give the people a chance to have their voices heard. As far as getting rid of the natural-born citizen requirement for the presidency, it's mainly symbolic. But think about Arnold Schwarzenegger in California, whether you like him or dislike him. No one can say legitimately that he is not at least as qualified and able to be president as most of the people running in both parties for 2008. Please, it's important that we not have a second-class citizenship. Every mother, son, and daughter ought to be able to run for president, in theory at least. Clearly, some of these things really touch a chord with people out there. But realistically, and be very honest here, how likely do you think you know, making all these changes to the Constitution really is? Well, in the short term, there's no chance at all, and there shouldn't be. We must treat the Constitution with utmost respect, which means that any change has to be thoroughly discussed and debated over a generation, and that's exactly what I want to do. The point is to get people engaged, to improve civic education, to get people young and old to read the Constitution for a change. You know, if nothing actually happens, but I can get more people to actually sit down and read through this brilliant document, the Constitution, I'll be thrilled. Well, the book is A More Perfect Constitution, 23 Proposals to Revitalize Our Constitution and Make America a Fairer Country. Larry J. Sabato, author, and check out his website, which is amoreperfectconstitution.com. Thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you. Next, are you ready to die? If not, stay tuned for a life-saving interview with a top doctor coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.